0: Okay, this is a 30 second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24 7. That company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, and in 54321, I'm out of time.
1: Now, Podcast One brings you Spikes Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast,
0: Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. Here we are in the middle of a gloomy, Juney morning. Uh to be with all of you. Um Zuckerman's here, he's checking his phone, he's getting ready for his busy Friday. Usually you're happy on a Friday, Zuckerman. Usually uh today is a day where I could just put a car under your nose and you will buy it just like that. I think you're projecting. I'm
2: perfectly happy and you're the one who's having a difficult morning with the hiccups and the phlegm, whatever you got. I'm happy to be in a great mood. All right. I don't believe you, but okay. okay. You're the one who needs a doctor. I'm fine. <laughs> all right. All right. Calm down. Just stay calm. Look at him calm.
0: <laughs> Look at him. We have He's a, trying uh, to wind me up. <clears throat> no, I'm not. I really am not. No, I, I, I mean, I, the audience loves you wound up. They love an angry... Nobody... There's nobody out there that doesn't love an angry Zuckerman. It's one of the greatest shows on earth is an angry Zuckerman. Really? They heard you uh on the porch in Malibu yelling oh, ta- at the woman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did the world a favor with
2: that woman.
0: Yes. <clears throat> we like it. We like it. We all like it. Just calm down. It's nice right. sweatshirt. Thank you. I'm wearing uh, some of the Spikes Car Radio merch. I hope all of you are enjoying yours. Uh, the Blaupunk radio with the Zuckerman on there and the little spike on the buttons. Um uh, I didn't know my – I gave I, – I had one little shirt for my son, and he said, uh, thanks, Dad. And he said, well, wait, is it weird that I'm wearing my dad's merch? And I go, I, I don't think so. This is James. He's nine years old. And I go, I think it's kind of weird if I wear it. And he said – he goes, no, no, that's cool. That's what Jake Paul does. You can wear your own merch, but it's not cool to wear your dad's merch.
2: This is a great conversation.
0: <laughs> but you're looking at me now, you're calling attention to it. Is this weird that no, I'm wearing my No, I think it's very shirt?
2: cool and I think the audience needs to know that Spike placed the dials for the radio exactly where your lady <laughs> styles are. And and so don't tell her, but the dials do fit perfectly. <clears throat> this is an unintentional
0: and I did give a shirt to my wife and she put it on. She goes, "What do you think?" and I say, "Well, the knobs."
3: The <laughs> knobs. The knobs. <laughs> I do love like turnips. Was it the dial? It's the I'll knobs. I'll have a plate
0: of turnips, please. <laughs> I didn't anticipate the punk would be so wide on a woman, and it it highlights the knobs. It's perfect. But in you the car world,
2: right? Come in Tokyo. Play it all day long.
0: We have uh, uh, a great legend. guest on today. Uh, Bruce Meyer is coming on. Um, he's 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 an automotive legend in Southern California for the past uh, what forty years. Hundred. Founding board member of the Peterson Auto Museum and uh, a couple other things that you probably don't know about. Also, just as exciting, if not more exciting... We will be chatting a little later on, after Bruce, to the fellas who started one of my favorite Instagram accounts, uh, Bird Graveyard. They're the ones. You know what a bird scooter is? These are the guys who very quickly put up a site that shows people destroying bird scooters. And as you know, I'm not really a fan of all this tech garbage that's being dropped in everybody's yards. You swipe a credit card and then you go and kill yourself or someone else on a bike path. So – um I'm a huge supporter of what they do, and they – if you don't know who they are, check them out right now so when we chat with them – Zuckerman, I don't know, by the way, if they're even going to tell us their true identities because I know they catch a lot of hell – for encouraging
2: people to destroy these scooters. They're fucking heroes. They should be celebrated. They should get some sort of freedom medal, right, for, for doing this. I really detest these things just being deposited in my world. Well, look, you're a personal injury lawyer. Are you seeing, are you seeing cases? Oh, my God. I, absolutely. First of all, the things are half the time are defective. You think anybody's really maintaining these fucking things? Well, hold on. They're, hold on. They're Chinese scooters. You know that, right? Oh,
0: No, don't do that. You can't do that. But that's cheap. You almost did
2: something, but it's okay. Okay, so (laughs) so. don't. But tell us the cases
0: you're seeing. I'm really interested in this.
2: Here's what happens. Okay, here's case number one. The scooters get deposited in front of somebody's doorstep, in front of a restaurant. They're left there, and some poor old person comes out of this business or their house and trips over it and breaks their hip. There are are the unmaintained birds because no one's maintaining it. There's no squad of of these, you know, the Chinese manufacturers, Chinese minions coming to fix these things. We know how they charge them, right? They, There's so, a, this cottage industry yes, of know. kind of homeless people that pick these up and charge them in okay, the house. Okay, well, do they take their homeless tools and fix these things and maintain them? <laughs> no, I'm There's nine, with you. Yes, they're it's not crazy. Doing it's insane. So I've got ones where <laughs> they fall apart, they're broken. The, the fork <laughs> comes off, the handles come off, they don't break, people get hurt. Then there are just, and here's what I really don't like idiots get on these things, they're out of control. And they run over somebody or they hurt themselves. No helmets. No, it's a free-for-all. They ride
0: there. them between cars everywhere. You know, they've been putting the rules out there. Nobody follows the rules. And, and, and I'm seeing uh, – I've seen two kinds of accidents, all right? The tall, like a guy six foot or <laughs> higher <laughs> who comes down. And you know how you're kind of coming off a road and into another part of the road at an intersection and it kind of just dips a little bit? Right in that little dip, he's leaning too much forward, and he just goes flying like Superman. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how quickly they catapult tall guys. Landed right on his face, and the other one, of course, is the the uh, tourist, the uh, the fat the lady. chubby lady. Yep. Driving at about twenty miles an hour, out of control, and then
2: right into people. And she has no, she has panic, and then as a result, we would call <laughs> that in cars pedal confusion. She just keeps giving it gas. She will swear up and down. She was putting the brakes on, but no, now, she was just accelerating. I understand into the attitude.
0: I, you know, you land in a different city, you come out, there are these scooters. Oh, we'll ride these. This is what I'm supposed to do, and I, and I think it's really negligent, and I hope these these things stop. And now, have you seen on the west side just? what's going on there's there's bike chairs there's electric there's eight different kinds right. it, okay all over yesterday the place. i
2: was westbound on olympic and i went to make a right turn into my alley just as i was turning in two young i don't want to call them cocksuckers but two young <laughs> two young <laughs> fucking assholes were speeding on these he seated angry. Yes, seated yes, scooters, be, yes. probably in excess of fifteen miles an hour, and I almost took them out. And <laughs> and, and and they gave me the finger. Of and course. I really it took all my years of therapy <laughs> and self control not to go around the block and really run them over.
0: It would have yeah. felt good, right? Oh my
2: god, I would have loved it. It would have yeah. been a hangover for sure, but at the moment it would have felt so good.
0: You know, I I get uh, – when they first came out, of course, my kids were super excited. So we're like, we'll just find one in the neighborhood, and we did. But you put your hands on that grip. And it feels grimy. It feels like oh. the rubber's already degrading, and people's hand juice is on it. That's the first thing I did not like. Oh my! And God. then, like you're saying, the build quality was not was not there. This is
2: a great idea, Ferris. And you don't have you've got like 48 hours, or one of these news channels comes to the bowling alley and they test what's in the holes of yes. the bowling ball, oh. and they have fecal matter in there. They even <laughs> had fetal <laughs> matter in one of these things. Do You know what must be on the handles? <laughs> Holy yes, the shit! Black light test oh my god there's got to be this black light black plague on we found semen
0: on the foot pedal we found semen on the wheel we also Mm, found semen on the charger
2: (laughs) semen mixed with anal juice
0: (laughs) there was blood there was semen and there was feces bird scooters yeah we should test that Let's do that. That would be great. Yeah, I would imagine beyond that, we're going to find all sorts of contaminant, like viral contaminants, right?
2: Worse than those Dyson air blades
0: that <laughs> supposedly
3: <laughs> clean
2: your hands, but instead give you the hiv. No, they blow the feces down and a
0: little feces farm starts beneath. Yeah, it's bad. It aerates feces. Is, is
2: feces worse than shit?
0: Well, I grew up in a medical family. That's what we like to say. Feces. I once had a client that said,
2: it was covered in shit. No, it was worse than shit. It was feces. <laughs> now, did I just breach attorney-client privilege <clears throat> saying that? Yeah, you did. Okay, take my license away. Well, they're not going to do it for that. Did you confirm? <laughs> oh, there is Bruce Meyer. <clears throat> Bruce is re- here. Okay, here's one thing I want you to say. There is an there you can is ask him. urban tale okay. that he got his 275 GTB, or no, actually he got his GTO from a government auction a seized drug dealer's car, and he got a GTO for a million dollars. And I don't believe it. Well, I also – and he,
0: I know he has another uh, Ferrari GTO story too. One of those stories that gives you the shivers. The One of those things that we've all done when we pass on a car that turns out to be valuable, and we're going to get to those stories in a minute here on Spike's Car Radio. Let me tell you something. Did you know most people have no idea whether or not the motor oil they're using is good enough to protect their engine? Everybody's driving around not even caring about what's going on under the hood. Only one brand literally goes the extra mile to test everything, including ensuring they're the right motor oil for your car. And I'm talking about Valvoline. That's right. Valvoline is the only motor oil brand in the world with an engine lab completely dedicated to testing motor oil. Valvoline takes their products and their competitors I might add and runs them through the gauntlet I'm talking thousands of miles then the engineers and technicians take those engines apart to evaluate exactly what happened please don't try this at home trust that Valvoline has done it for you was there carbon buildup how did the seals hold up did the engine perform like it was supposed to and most importantly were the critical engine components protected you don't know but Valvoline does so when Valvoline is formulating motor oil for your engine, they know exactly how it performs and what protects it best because they've seen the results firsthand. It's why I trust Valvoline in my car, and it's why Valvoline has been trusted for more than 150 years. Head over to valvoline.com spike to see what product is right for your engine. That's valvoline.com spike. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back here with Bruce Meyer. Bruce... We've been wanting to have you here for a very long time. If you don't know Bruce, he's a prominent businessman here in Beverly Hills. He's the uh, owner of Gary's in Beverly Hills. He's the founding chairman of the Peterson Auto Museum, a story I want to ask you about. Um, bet you didn't know this, Zuckerman. Founding board member of CHP 1199 Foundation. Really? Did you know that? I did not know, <clears throat> but... It would... That's the special license plate you get. So
2: he's immune
0: to take. He's been (laughs) inoculated from any tickets
2: for the rest of his life. Bruce, thank you for coming in. Oh, Spike, it's
0: a pleasure. You really are a fixture here in the Southern Southern California car scene. I think I first kind of heard of you um, years and years ago when I went to the Father's Day uh, car show in Beverly Hills on Rodeo, Concar on Rodeo. Right. When they were still judging cars, (laughs) and I brought the 73RS, the tangerine car, and I won. I remember, and you drive up on the stage at that Absolutely, time? Absolutely, right. That was a really scary moment for me. I drove up on the stage. Sam Cabiglio is one of the judges.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> you're he, goes, he goes, you're going to do very well today. <laughs> His former car, so of course. I had, had
0: never shown a car in my life. Um, I had only driven them, and it was such an exciting day for me. And it's well, a great show, and that's your show. It you know, out.
4: it's a terrific show, and we started it 26 years ago. Uh, to raise money for the uh, restoration of the Beverly Hills fire truck, and it used to be a Beverly Hills High School, mm-hmm. so we had judges, we had classes, and that went along for a while. And then in the nineties, uh, Ferrari needed a, a place to unveil their five hundred and fifty Mondial Spider, whatever. So I was involved in closing Rodeo because I I was just real involved there with with the with the, uh, with the politics of the street mm-hmm. so we closed and we thought that has got to be the best place to do the show so we did it there for a while and that's when andy cohen and jim hall kind of ran it you know i i jim hall the racer no jim hall um the guy that drives green cars out in malibu <coughs> you know okay All right. <laughs> yeah. Different and, and, jim and a great no yeah, H, H- H-U-L-L. H-U-L-L. Oh, okay. and, and jim, jim hall one of my uh, one of my favorites as well so um, anyways, blah, blah, blah. We went along a few years. That thing just uh, took a real bad turn. And so uh, I stepped in just to save it, really. And that was a number of years mm-hmm. ago. And um, uh, it's been going ever since. And it's a non-judge show. Now, when it's, why did the judging stop? I don't like judge shows. You know, all it's going to do <clears throat> is is, you know – you, you, with a judge show, you always go in with expectation. You're right, always, right. you always, you always come away just a little disappointed. Bad vibe. So, bad vibe. And this, and and we've been doing it now for years without judging. People come in, they're happy. You know, they have no expectation of other than having good time. The city has some kind of scientific counting apparatus. You know, they have cameras <laughs> everywhere. This is pretty spooky in a way. <clears throat> Last year we had forty three thousand, like two hundred and some
2: people. There. They could tell you that, and yes. It, wow, That's and weird. it was
4: down to the person. I mean, this is pretty creepy, but, but you know, it's a massive <laughs> show. It's the, it's by the way, it's the single largest one day show in Beverly Hills, and and it's huge. I mean, forty three thousand right, is a right. lot of people, but it flows beautifully. It's free, right? Everybody's there proud of their car. We have great cars. I mean, really great cars.
0: It's, and- um, it's one of my favorite shows for exactly the reason you're saying. Uh, you know, having won the show in my class, I've enjoyed it more when I'm not being judged. And it's, 100%. I, I've brought everything. I had a Yellow Dino down there one year. I had my motorcycle down there one year. My Speedster, uh, the, the 68 911 L, the Volkswagen B- Bug. And, I. you know, it's such, you know, it's a no-brainer for dads. My wife doesn't ask me what to do it's on Father's day. day anymore. She goes, we're going to the show, right? And I go, yep. And it's so easy to get in. And you walk down one row, you see these great cars, you walk back up, and then you have something to eat. It's really a great show. It's
4: great. And, you know, it's so <clears> funny because I got a call yesterday from Jane Allen, you know, Tim Allen's wife. Mm-hmm. And she want, they want to bring Tim, you know, there for Father's Day. That's the kind of day it is. I mean, we get a lot of celebrities there, yeah. you know. And and by the way, we do give prizes and we give prizes like most outrageous most fashionable mayor's choice police chief's choice that kind of stuff and and um uh, Caitlyn Jenner gives like most outrageous and ha- and did last year and will again this year. Awesome and and so so you know you, so, why we you have, you so we smile when you say Caitlyn <laughs> Jenner gives most well, outrageous. you know and I and I have I happen to be a huge fan. Bruce and I used to ride our bikes He's together.
2: You said GT3 RS owner, right? You, oh. you, uh, Bruce Canepa told me that it was you three Bruce's would have a Bruce party in the seventies. <laughs>
4: uh, I've heard tale of that. That's right. You had, what happened you, at the Bruce party? So you had to be. <laughs> It, you had to be bruce okay we had 20 bruces in y <laughs> and we all wore name tags right <laughs> so and, they was, and they all said bruce they all said bruce it was it was hilarious you know and and we had some pretty good bruces i won't go down the list of bruces but it was, it was <laughs> give me a couple great. of bruces <laughs> uh, but but uh you know and bruce was was it lenny bruce the there yeah. <laughs> bruce lee <laughs> bruce lee <laughs> we and 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 you know when bruce left us uh, we stopped the party because he right. was really, you know, one. Of, obviously, was one of the star guys. But by the way, I want to mention one thing um, with regard to my bio, which does he have gave. Caitlyn parties? I don't know. <laughs> but by, by, by the way, Geary's okay. in Beverly okay. Hills yes. is run by my nephew, so it's still in the family. It's still in the family, but I want to give him full credit. You know, he's he's a working young guy. He went to work for me when he was thirteen. Right, so, right. So he's he's the, really the guy there now. So okay. don't come asking me
0: for your stainless Daytona's or your. Super- <laughs> hey, you know, that's right where I was going. All right, first of all. I'm nice. wearing the blue black GMT Batman in your honor today, nice. Because I bought this watch. This could be the last time something like this was in your window <laughs> in I love Century it. That City. That is a
4: handsome watch.
0: So this was maybe five years ago. I was walking through Century City uh, with my wife on my birthday or close to my birthday, and I saw this watch. And I go, "What the hell is that?" And the lady said, uh, "It's a new uh, blue black GMT." And I go, "Well, I think I want to buy that." It's uh, it's got Dodger colors, and I'm going going to the game in a couple of days and she said uh well you better buy it now and i go well i want to think about it she goes no you better buy it right now everybody wants these things and i thought wow bruce's people really know how to sell they really know what they're doing but i'm not going to fall prey to that sales pitch and as i'm handing the watch back a guy reaches over my shoulder and goes i'll take it
4: <laughs> oh you're kidding so and you, I go, excuse me, he goes, yeah, no, 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 so that, you,
0: do you know what that is? I'm going to buy it. And I go, never mind. It's mine. I want yeah. it right now. And I had no <laughs> idea. And, I, and now, you know, you can't go to Sardinia's Rolex
3: and get one of these things. Isn't that something? <clears> you know, the it's whole, like a
4: three-year wait. The whole Rolex phenomenon is well, amazing. It's all, I mean, it's the most fabulous marketing and we have
0: four Rolex stores. So well, fabulous you know. is one way to look at it. I, I, don't you sense your customers are getting frustrated?
2: Like, how long really is the wait for the new you blue black the, GMT? Uh, you need scarcity or the appearance of scarcity, even if they could make as. But many I want to hear
0: from the guy yes.
2: who's selling them. What you know? What's the what's the idea there? Because some you
0: you're, you hear three year wait, and then don't you worry people are going to lose interest? Do You know, truthfully.
4: I'm mystified by the whole thing myself mm-hmm. because there was a time when we could sell, you know, GM. Just, you know, we we could just sell watches. People would come in and we'd we'd work to sell watches. Now it's like take a number and we'll call you when we're ready. Right. And it's crazy. And it's and it's, I mean, it's a great watch and it's a handsome watch and it's a brand and it's wonderful for us especially, but I. They have done the most amazing job of marketing, lifestyle marketing. The people that wear Rolexes, look at—I mean, you're wearing a Rolex. That's pretty cool, Paul. Rolex, Daytona, wearing, right? Daytona. <clears throat> so, I mean, there you go. I mean, all the right people are wearing them. Everybody <clears throat> wants one. It's like people aspire to these, and the and and Rolex knows how to market. It, mm-hmm. They have reduced doors. They have you know reduced uh, outlets. Um, and they're. They are so
0: protective of who sells their right their product. right, and I right. think it's brilliant, and uh, how did you get in? How do you get a Rolex dealership?
4: Well, it's not easy um you I mean you have to be well Geary's has been you know where they are for, mm-hmm. we're, we're approaching ninety years now. right and and we've kept our business at the very highest level in service and product, and we're just unique in the world. We are the oldest the oldest business in Beverly Hills now still oh, wow. family owned too and and so our our reputation like globally is is huge my nephew runs it beautifully i mean he's a good operator and and you know they do need outlets so mm-hmm. we we started with uh, rolex in our in our main store on Beverly Drive and we did such a good job for them we don't mess around by the way I mean I could tell you there's outlets here in town that you know like the new Pepsi you know the you know that that watch you, Yeah you, that's we all well, want that. Yeah everybody wants <laughs> it but but they're you, you know they're selling for like 2x. I more and, and 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 there are Rolex dealers that will sell mm. them to family and friends and then resell them. It's yeah. like the old Ferrari days. Yep. We've never done
0: that. We, yeah. we
4: sell it to the end user at list price. We take no premium. And,
0: and I mean, Is we, it first come, first serve, or is it oh, best no. customers serve no. first? Kind of. Kind of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What about you? If you said I wanted the so new one, so would they so get you
4: that, one? In the store, they have an FOB, Friend of Bruce, you know? Yes. I mean, I've tried well, that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it works. <laughs> it used to, at least. Yeah. I haven't tried it lately. But. Oh, that's fun. So... So we, we we obviously want the right people to wear our product. Right, right. And and I r re- I remember there was an article about oh, it must be two years ago, about uh a dealer that um was very upset with not being able to get Rolexes and so forth. And and so they wrote an article about the LA Times about he, about well, it started with Ferraris. You know, like why can't somebody just go up and buy the right Ferrari? But you've got to buy three Ferraris before you get the right one. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, one of the reasons is Ferrari is trying to trying to um, you know select their end user. They want the right people to have these cars. They right. don't want the dealers to to put a huge premium on them. Because like <clears> when the La Ferrari was out, I mean. It, I mean, dealers were playing games. Mm -hmm. You know, you you got to be really careful with your reputation. And there's there are other supercar makes that will just sell the cars to anybody. And 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 the demographic of their customer is not one that you would identify with. So you, so it it mm. ruins the brand. You know what I'm saying? You've it's a really delicate got to, act. It's yeah. a delicate balancing act of getting the right people. You know, the Jackie Stewart's and the Roger Penskes and the Paul Zuckermans and the Spikes. <laughs> seriously, to <laughs> wear Rolex. Yeah, you know, right I mean, after Penske. At, <laughs> listen, <it's, laughs> but those are guys that have built the brand. And it's right, a, it's right, a right. It's a lifestyle. Like, and so Ferrari has. Done a decently good job, you know, of, of minding their lifestyle, you know, the lifestyle
2: brand. I don't know. Well, we Alexis went to
0: a Ferrari party the other day, uh in Pebble, right? Was it last year or the year before where there were some questionable humans?
2: Well <laughs> what i ninety year it, old men with, with 20 hair
0: and uh, well, teenage yes, I mean, stripper, girlfriend age disparity
2: between <laughs> between man and woman was fantastic. <laughs> but was part say of that, the Ferrari that brand. The, that the party they threw was really great for the 70th anniversary. Whereas you went over to Porsche and it was like, now we will be auctioning yes, the yeah. glasses. Oh. Everyone, quiet, please. And so, uh, at well, Ferrari, they're serving vuv and they've got a, they brought a barista from Modena mm-hmm. and they yeah, they really threw they a great were, party. They threw an emotional party. It
0: was right. very emotional and very red. And the Porsche party it was very engineering and it was all well, engineering oriented, but it was also fun in a Porsche's different sort of way. Done a
4: great Great job of
0: finding yeah. their product. They
4: know yeah. how to get the I money mean, out know, of us. So we, we did an event at the Peterson about oh, probably a year and a half ago, and we had um, Keith Martin from Sports Car Market, mm-hmm. Jay Leno. We had um, Rob Myers from RM Auctions. We had a great panel of, of of enthusiasts and dealers and auctioneers, and and so we were discussing like the f- past, present, and future of collecting, and it all came down to one word: Porsche
2: really right It is amazing
4: so my my son is 42 he's a total Porsche file you know I'm 78 I'm a Porsche guy I mean it, it Porsche done a, you know we can kid about the Germanic part but boy if there was a brand that has managed itself well and we did that event at the Peterson Porsche effect the Porsche effect on marketing on style on
2: continuity
4: it's massive and look at Paul you've got a Porsche don't you
2: a couple. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing is, and will attests to this, because when we met, I had, I think, an E Type Jag, and I had a two Corvette, Corvette <laughs> and I, and and that's where my tastes ran. And I thought Porsche was for, you know, rich. By the way, it's Porsche. Porsche. I'll oh, say it for you. thank you, Bruce. Thank and, you. And
4: I was <laughs> – When somebody says Porsche, I go, I okay. know. I've been trying. <laughs> I've always said – Paul, it sounds so good coming with that, you know. That, that. Uh, I knew you. I always said I just
2: don't want to say it the way the Germans tell me to say it. There's a <laughs> reflexive <laughs> anti – That's your one – It's your one – It's my one thing that but, – But you can get in a car – in one of these Porsche's for Bruce. Yeah. I'll do it for Bruce. You. Not thank for you. you, Spike. Everybody for Bruce. listening just <laughs> went, Yes, finally. Okay, I'll do it for Bruce. But you can get <laughs> but you can drive these things. You cannot drive a fifty-eight Corvette with and say, This is a great car. You say, I'm driving a buckboard. Yeah. I'm driving a I'm driving just a stagecoach with an engine, and you get into a Porsche uh and you say, This wow, I can drive this anywhere, anytime. Anyhow, we're, uh, and, we're and that's vi- I think the, 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 their greatest point. We're victims of our own success, Suckerman. We have to take another
0: break. We'll be right back with Bruce Meyer and more Spikes Car Radio. You know what I love more than cars? Nothing, but cats are close, especially my cats, Jupe and Zazu. They are awesome, and you know what I love about them? They jump on me in the middle of the night and scare me, and it makes me laugh. You know what I don't love about them? Is cleaning up their litter box which is why arm and hammer created new cloud control litter there's no cloud of nasties when i scoop it is 100 percent dust free you know what i'm saying you breathe in that cat poop dust who knows what's happening this cat litter is free of heavy perfumes and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping so what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box new cloud control cat litter by arm and hammer no more cat litter dust more power to you. You're listening to Spikes Car Radio. All right, we're back in. I know, Zuckerman. We have a lot to get to, and we have uh, we're going to go long today. I hope you're all right with that.
2: Well, I've, I've got ten o'clock appointments, but it, it's worth. But they can well, wait. Okay, they my can clients can wait, a little bit. can wait for Bruce. All right, Bruce,
0: <laughs> let's get. We we have. We just want you know. We want to get into a lot of these stories. Um, uh, I want to hear and 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 boy, there's so much. I'm looking that down Brooke, this man. list. All right. Uh quickly let me get to a small one. Uh you, you you're seventy seven, seventy five right I'm now. Seventy seven now I'm just gonna turn <clears throat> right. seventy eight. Here's my question for you. Do you approach the car hobby differently? at this age because I, I I bumped into you a year ago I think in a back alley in Beverly Hills and you had an old Bentley that you had just taken through Amish country and it was filthy right and you said I I don't clean these anymore I'm at the age where I just drive them <laughs> I, I want to know yeah. what are your what yeah. are your car yeah. rules now how do you approach okay so it, I
4: is? say I've gone into preservation mode you know when I turned 75 it's just something about your you know the how you're put together, how your mind works, it all of a sudden you start feeling your age. I've never felt like an adult. I still don't feel like an adult, by the way. But I, So I went into preservation mode, and, 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 I, and I've stopped riding motorcycles because I've just had some friends that just have had horrible in- problems lately Mm -hmm. stopped riding motorcycles i've 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 run bonneville for years (laughs) you stopped at what age 75 (laughs) that's (laughs) awesome (laughs) and i thank god i'm thank god yeah yeah yeah. i made it this far i mean i dated my wife on motorcycles my whole life was motorcycles i raced motorcycles i mean i am you've been in my garage yeah yeah i I love motorcycles and i love some of the bikes on your on your wow i want to you have to come down to see i want to see them because i'm crazy about Okay, so, so no bikes. No, 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 no bikes. And I stopped running Bonneville, which was like a big part of what I loved. Right. Um, and my car just sits there looking at me and says, let's go, you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> and i stopped skiing. I don't want to get hit yeah. by a
0: snowboarder. But I'm, but I'm you, talking more about the car hobby. Like, well, and I don't, and, other, and, I, okay, you, so and I don't,
4: and I don't, and I'm just not looking for anything for sure. I don't want to acquire any new cars. Uh, that being said, stuff finds me. You know, I bought that 910 just a little bit ago.
3: Mm-hmm. I,
4: I'm, I'm just a huge fan of Le Mans. And and so cars that have any nexus to Lamont Mans really uh, really appeal yeah, to me. Yeah. I don't want to get into any long term restorations because I mean I don't know how long I've got left. And you know <laughs> right. and you know, you know the, they don't go quickly. I mean right. somebody said oh, I can't. <laughs> You know that. Okay. <laughs> That's three years. All right. Yeah. Here's uh,
0: all right. Tell that us the story. And I, and I always get the details wrong. But at some point in the past, you acquired Steve McQueen's '58 uh, Speedster. Correct, Correct. Black, yes. black, 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 rudge, rudge wheels. wheels
4: looks just like Zuckerman's.
0: Looks just like Zuckerman's, Twins. and 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 Steve McQueen caught wind of this. First of all, where did you buy that car? So um, was I the sixties. It was oh yeah, definitely in stay the sixties. Just stay on the mic there, so
4: it was in the sixties. I was at a car show, and I remember it was somewhere out in the valley, and I forget where. It was at a high school. You know, back in the old days they would destroy car shows. Right, on. right. And I saw this beautiful black Speedster. Now I, I started driving Porsches in nineteen sixty one. I and and so I, I, I've always been a fan of Porsches. So I saw this little black Speedster, just checked every box, you know, black rudge wheels, just fell in love with it. Fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs>
0: oh my god. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they had a for sale the, sign on it.
4: Um, or or the guy just mentioned that he would so I forget it's been so long ago but uh-huh. I bought the car and then as I'm buying it he said you know this used to belong to Steve McQueen I go
0: great you know he, I
4: think he was doing the <laughs> Rifleman or something so what I,
0: just it's, let's stop right there what does that mean because we you know we weren't back there at that time what does that mean in that moment did his celebrity bring anything to the value of the car did nothing, it mean anything
4: nothing <laughs> nothing nothing <laughs> I would have paid nothing extra it didn't matter to you didn't even though matter.
0: he's huge right at that no
4: moment? no I mean you know maybe Clark gable might have met right something, right okay but, but steve mcqueen was just like a tv he's too guy. new he's and by, like and joey I, fatone absolutely <laughs> and so i was racing motorcycles in the desert and that kind of stuff and steve was out there with bud eakins and all the cool guys i mean yeah yeah you know we all knew who he was i mean he was he was cool but it didn't it didn't, it didn't add register. anything okay that. so cool. i had the car for like 10 years i had it serviced up in um bob smith and and hollywood mm-hmm. pete smith ran that dealership and, and that was the go-to place. You know, if you didn't live anywhere near, uh, oh, God, uh, who's the guy down in Manhattan Beach? Uh, Vachuk. Vachek If you yeah, didn't live you... near Vashik, I mean, it was like Vashik Pollock and Bob Smith Porsche out. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, Pete Smith mentioned to Steve because Steve kept his cars there. You know, by the way, you know, Bruce Meyer has your old speedster. And she said, no way. You know, that car, I sold it to a stockbroker or something. It's just gone, you know. <laughs> so so he says, no, I think he does. So anyway, so I get a call from Steve, you know. I, Steve, Bruce said, Steve, you know, I've... Uh, you know, I hear you have my old speedster. And I said, well, that's that's what I understand. You know, I love it. You know, he said, well, I'd love to see it. I go, great. So this, my <laughs> wife and I, my wife was definitely in on this trip. We went out to Westwood because he was living in Malibu and I was, okay. was living in, in uh, the, on the west side as well. So we met out in Westwood. I'll never forget. Some little um, residential street. And I pull up in this car and Steve just like charges the car like, oh, my God. And I'm... And 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 he comes up and he tears the carpet, you know, which is glued down, just like like hello, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just defacing your car, randomizing
2: it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and he and he tears the, the the carpet up and he said, "That's where my roll bar was." And he said, "Let me see under the under the bonnet in the front." And I opened it up and and back in the old days when the guys were racing cars, they they re they recapped the tires. It wasn't like you'd go down and buy a new, you know. Uh, uh, Goodyear or something like that. So there was a famous recapper named Gardner Reynolds and I still had his Gardner Reynolds recap. Well, Steve just went crazy happy and he said, you've got to sell me this car. I said, I, I don't want to sell the car. I-, I love the car. My wife says, don't you sell that car. You love that car. So, you know, I said, Steve, it's just really not for sale. Well, he called me like every week for like three months you know and, and you was know, it I late just, uh, at night or early yeah, in the just morning during, yeah, I'd love to say it was at midnight no, did he make a, his own calls? I forget oh yeah he yeah. made his own call. It's Steve McQueen Bruce, Steve, McQueen. Steve yeah, McQueen yeah Steve look at I mean you just you don't understand what this car meant to me I, I bought it new and it was on you know I had so many memories. <laughs> oh and, man that's and, so seed theory Tucker. Yeah. yeah seed theory you, eventually, the
0: you plant the seeds yeah. and the seed blossoms oh, in yeah. Bruce's head and well he's it was
4: more like the water torture you know and it was just like every (laughs) week and I thought you know what I said to my wife I said you know what he really I mean this car really means something to him I'm gonna sell it to him Mm -hmm. and and just with the idea that when he's done with it he'll sell it back to me and that's the way we did it and and I saw
2: a picture of the two of you if you google Steve McQueen's 58 speedster you'll see some very early pictures with him with a gal in the car very classic looking late 50s Neely McQueen and yeah and then and then you'll see him even fixing it or washing it and then there's a picture of you and Steve I think there's a dog is there
4: yeah yeah the dog has got his nose right in my private parts and so I've I've, I've taken <laughs> with... a lot of I've mean, I taken a lot of heat for that, <laughs> that it's a but great shot it's what an a, iconic shot it's a fun shot but and, you know and so I was happy to, that he got it back I mean and I and I, I sold it to him for $18,000 I thought you know that was market Price back in the 70s, you know, and we made so, a little money. And so, yeah, I mean, experience. it wasn't, it wasn't. I loved the car, so there was a I forget the fellow's name, but there was a, a Porsche finder out there that could find anything. I said, Will you just find me another super black mm-hmm. speedster, Rudge Wheels, if you can? I mean, I'd like to get one back. So it was like five years later, six years later, he called me from San Diego. I said, Bruce, you're not going to believe this. I found exactly the car you're looking for a black super Rudge Wheel speedster. Do you still want one? I said, Absolutely. I want to say I think I paid thirty some thousand for that car.
2: So it, you is know, it, that the same car I own now? No, it's the
4: <clears> car I own now.
2: Oh, wait, that's a fifty-seven. Mine's that's- a fifty-eight
4: super. Oh. And it has a hard top. I put a hard top on it.
1: Right. Wow.
4: And it'll—it's a twin to your car. <clears throat> right. Twin to your car. Anyways. well, how uh, many
2: black super yeah. uh, Rudge wheel cars were there? Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three. By my count. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so that's
4: the story. And, and and of course he passed on and went to Chad. It's mm-hmm. the only car that Chad kept. Mm-hmm. And and I'm happy he has it. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, I'd love to own it still because I I still
0: love the car. But um, I've it, seen it and sat in it and uh, stupidly turned down a ride in it. <laughs> I was shooting with Chad? Well, out if you there. want to ride in mine, it's exactly the oh, same. You know what I want to ride of yours? Yes. You know, we all know what that is. It's uh, from 1961, and it uh, raced in Le Mans. Uh, it's Ferrari. The, yes. <laughs> oh, the short wheelbase. Oh, the oh, short oh, wheelbase. oh but, you know, Ferrari. I gotta get a shout out. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's I'm, the
4: car I want you to leave me dead. <laughs> That's you know, the one. I'm, I don't know when <clears> the <throat> show airs, but
0: I hope <clears throat> your listeners will stop by the Peterson Automotive Museum. <clears> well, we're going to post this next uh, next Wednesday. Oh, perfect. But so, if you want to promo the uh, Father's yeah. Day show, which <clears throat> is this weekend, we can cut out a little piece and I'll put it out on my social media.
4: Okay. Well, just between us, it's Sunday. And I think you all know it's Father's Day on Rodeo. Yes. Rai, free show.
0: It's the greatest. It's the greatest.
4: Lots of celebrities, you know, yeah. and and – you know, Spike will be there and Paul will be there, so
0: and we're going to be there to see them live.
4: You know, it's, you know, it's, it's just been, fun. you
0: know, here is what I am excited about most of all. It's always a nice, bright, sunny, warm day, and it's been so cold in LA that I am. We're hoping happy that it's going to be in
4: the seventies.
0: Yeah, yeah, to no, no, I a know. Perfect can day, day can be cloud. A scorcher, it's not going right. to be a
4: beach day. It's going to be yeah, a road yeah, day yeah. A drive day. So. And
0: it's so, you know, uh, when do you start bringing the cars in around six a.m.? Yeah, mm-hmm. that you know, I've gone at six, I've gone at two. It's always, it's perfect because there are shots. There shops there. It's like that Carmel show. There are shops for the wife to go to if she's not a car person. And she shops. You and the kids can do your thing. And everybody's happy. And it's easy in and easy. It's such a perfect little show. And people watching.
4: Oh, my God. Yes. The best.
0: Rodeo Drive, Father's Day, Concord on Rodeo, they call it. You got to go this weekend. And if you're listening right now, you missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll do it next year. All right. Okay. So
4: I wanted to do a shout out for an, uh, an exhibit, two exhibits that we have at the Peterson. Just real yes. quickly. One is winning numbers because you mentioned the short wheelbase. Yep. So that's in the in, in in the exhibit. It's called winning numbers. The the first, the famous, the fastest, or something like that. But um, it's in our gallery, or the mm-hmm. Meyer Family Gallery. And so, um, if if you want to come visit your short wheelbase, you can sit in it. Oh, we'll, it's there. It's there. <laughs> and so. is the Bitzerini if you have Oh know. yeah no I've god, seen that, isn't that there. Oh god. The Peterson is, is on me.
0: Fairfax in LA it's, a, to be it's a giant right? uh, car museum. Well the car that's bikes. the question that's yeah. the question I had for okay. you as the founding member sure. or chairman or whatever the title is. What yeah what is that story that there was it used to be a department store and you said hey it was uh, bankrupt let's just throw some cars in it?
4: Well <laughs> that how did came of like to be?
3: That.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so that the, you know it really goes out to Robert E Peterson. Okay. you know and and he was always a hero of mine mm-hmm. um he started hot rod magazine so i grew up i grew up in hollywood i loved hot rods more than anything and and you know i'd heard of robert e peterson never met him but it turned out we at the end of the day we were neighbors we were in a group called ypo together some executives um and and and, and so we be, we'd become great friends and and i, I, I I loved Pete, you know. God rest his soul. He loved the bargain. He loved opportunistic buying, <laughs> and and that where the Peterson is today. That was a Cebu. It was a Japanese department store. Wow. And and it was really a, a real turning point, you know.
2: Um,
4: and Boo if ever heard of that. that and me?
2: and they couldn't give it away. No. And, now, and what is it worth? So is then, it?
4: It, so then yeah. it became uh, Orbox.
2: Right. Oh, Orbox! See, and
4: it's right across from the May Company. So you know, this was the gateway to the Miracle Mile, which right. had you know Desmonds and Phelps, Turkell and all. I mean, this is the area I kind of did my. This was you know a very big shopping street. So you had Macy's, Orbox, and and it, and, it, and it and it and it thrived, you know. And then Orbox went out, and it lay dormant. And Pete found the building. Pete did. He found the building. He came to me and he said, "Bruce, you know." this would make a very cool car uh, car museum. <laughs> you know, he was just trying to think, well, why do I need to buy this building? And you know? said, huh? uh, <laughs> uh, you Well, about? you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to cars, so he, right. he whispered it to the right guy, you know. So, uh, hence, you know, uh, we, both of us were, were, were board members of the Natural History Museum, so we it, it would take a whole podcast to, you know, right. go through how it happened, but the Natural History Museum at, had an alliance with with the Peterson Museum we put it together and blah 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 and and then, here we and are then today. it was a it was the it was a perfect mismatch because yeah. the natural history museum is so not cars right it's just unbelievable. No. I mean, it was like oil and water.
0: It was the worst yeah, thing in Yeah, it's mite-infested mite raccoons stuffed yeah. and old bears Dinosaurs missing claws. And, oh, I mean, they hated us. And Di- they hated dioramas us. Of, York, <laughs> dioramas of cavemen <laughs> with <Exactly>. and, <laughs> and and mites opened, on their when face. When we opened the Peterson
4: for the first 20 years, we had dioramas. We thought that was like right, right. cool stuff. Yeah. Now we don't have a diorama <laughs> in place. You know? <laughs> <laughs> which is a great thing we got all the new tech stuff but yeah, the yeah. dioramas you know when we when, we for 20 years we had like main street and we had a yeah, billboard it was and the, corny. and the puppy yeah, dog yeah, yeah. cafe and now the I dealers, get it. you know so that that it really um it it worked for the like the first month yeah and then we found that you know that almost everybody that came to the Peterson museum was a, a first time attendee right. which you think that's cool we're appealing to new people wrong you want people to repeat and repeat right. and repeat and and now so so we forecast a million people we didn't have a clue you know, we thought, well, a million people come through there, ten bucks a head. We can, we can make this work. Well, you know, like for the first twenty years, I think we hit a hundred and forty thousand people. You know, it just wasn't just, working. Now we could have half a million people through the, this year. I wow. mean, it is, it is working. <clears throat> We're making money. You change it. You,
0: oh. Well, it's it's the centerpiece of car culture in Los Angeles. You and have beyond. events there every weekend. You have cars and coffees. I've done panels there. I've come in. You know, I love those little. What do you call them? Dream team meetings where we all sit down and talk about exhibits and your stuff and come with come what with were, ideas to make it interactive. Let me just talk about a couple of the events they have going on there right now. Hollywood Dream Machines is there, vehicles of science fiction and fantasy.
4: Unbelievable.
0: It's an unbelievable, unbelievable. exhibit, right? Unbelievable. If you like Mad Max, if you like Star Wars, yep. if you like, you know,
4: Orange uh, Clockwork Orange, we have motorcycles and cars that the world has never seen. We shipped the cars from Mad Max. Wow. Up to the Peterson
2: so, what was the turning point how, what was what made you guys go aha and change the paradigm of how how you were exhibiting these things to make it appealing how, what was
4: really it? good question do you have time
2: uh yeah, yeah if you go okay. i want to ask because we
0: have to get to gto's and 275s right. okay, okay. And we've got a little so, time so here. but that's that's a really
4: good question because um <clears throat> so so i was the founding chair i was chair for the first 10 years and and I brought in some of my buddies on the board, and it was pretty casual, and Pete was there, and it was kind of like Pete's garage, and, you know, Bob Peterson would buy a car, and we'd put it in the basement, and, you know, he'd – anyways, it, it was just a toy box for Peterson, and we did the best we could by bringing in exhibits, but it, and it was a museum, and it was a – whatever the – tax status 501, 501 c3. c3 but really really we were just getting old and long in the tooth and frankly our board members and I was getting you know we were all getting a little long well uh, <laughs> David David Sidorek who's one of our board members and a good friend you know we just came to the conclusion and by the way B- B- Peterson had died mm-hmm. which <clears throat> which was unfortunate uh, but in a way his his um, being inhibited certain things because he didn't want to spend any money on areas that David and I thought we needed to spend money on so 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 we just said let's go big or or just not go and we people would pass by that building for a lifetime and never knew what was going mm-hmm. on inside so 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 David was at a at a um, Somebody's home in Italy with a fellow named Robert uh, with Gene Cohen, RKF, big time architectural firm, and w- and they started talking about what if how can we jazz up the yeah. Peterson?
2: Stay close to me, yeah.
4: And and uh, <laughs> good okay, supplement. good, good. Yeah. And Portia, you know, we're yes. all good. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So so, um, anyways, we we decided that we were going to just re- reinvent that museum, top to bottom. We literally took out every nut bolt. Cotter pen washer, everything out of that museum stripped it clean. Yep. Took ev- all the displays out and rewrapped it and redesigned it and reinvented it, mm-hmm. and it is working. <clears throat> um, and and so it was a big step. It was one hundred and thirteen million dollars. Wow. Um, That's what the renovation. Oh God, is. I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the bank that helped us, but we, we have a great we <laughs> business
2: <laughs> <loan>. <laughs> next week. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my God, Fidelity. They were a
0: Russian bank of some kind. No, what it were it was, they? Oh my God, um, I, and I want to give them a shout out, and I just can't think of it right at the moment well but. They, they're not listening it's all right okay yeah but, the bankers
4: don't care about us
0: but it's but it's cool i'm looking at all these hollywood dream machines and it's funny i i when i was at the the last dream team meeting we you guys were going through this and you were going to do it and you know i ended up hearing about it from moms they're like oh this is great the back to the future car thing is there and for parents listening oh, nice. this isn't you're going well. My kids are too young; they're not going to no. be able to touch. No, there's stuff to touch. They have a whole room of stuff to touch. There's all this interactive stuff there, and now is the time. It's really and, appealing and your to this. All. And, and by yeah, the way, great.
4: right along with this thinking, if you when you go to the Peterson, look around at the demographics. You will. I mean, there are. There's every ethnicity, yep. gender, age. It is unbelievable. I I took a group of friends by there just this week and I said, I want you to look around and just look at who's here. These are mothers and children, every imaginable demographic and in a nice mix. In the old days, it was all guys like me and t-shirts and Levi's and, you know, hot rods and that kind of stuff. It is, we have turned the corner Mm -hmm. and, and, and hence the Porsche effect that, you know, that was Wolfgang Porsche, the chairman of Porsche, who, who now is my new best friend. He he literally brought that exhibit to us and paid us handsomely. We're going to be unveiling a, a big new car. I can't say it on the air because I'm sworn to secrecy. But I mean, people are coming to us now because they want to be part of the Peterson. That is a. Big, cha- big shift for what, us. What brand?
3: brand
2: tell what us.
4: Brand, I don't car, want to take Come on, I'll hearing. tell you off the air. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, and uh, then that, we'll
0: tell but, you folks but, at home on just, the air. <laughs> but no, that's, we don't keep secrets very well, uh, Bruce. Okay, then we're reporters. Not tell, <laughs> okay, I'm not telling you.
3: <laughs>
4: but but it, but that's kind of what what's happening there. We're we, we are just the epicenter for the autumn. And by the way, the the, the area is the gateway to Museum Row now. Right, right. We've got the – You know, the – Unbelievable. It was just – Total serendipity. We we are by the way our our architecture. The L.A. Times architecture critic, when we first opened, I mean, gave us the worst review imaginable. He said, "It looks like Bob Peterson's thumbprint. It's the Edsel of architecture." He just went on and on and on. This this guy is getting a paycheck.
0: No, this there's guy's a, gone there, now. There's payroll. For this guy's an architecture now ri- writing for a long-term
4: <laughs> trucking magazine, long long-haul trucking. I can't.
0: Magazine. I, I can't even. It, um, TV critics aren't even getting paid anymore. The architecture <laughs> critic, who is that guy? We
4: now win architectural awards. Everybody yeah. knows. Are we're the only building in the world that looks like that, and I think it's fabulous.
0: Yeah, know? it's cool. all
4: we told the architect was make it red and chrome because we you yeah, know m- and, and keeping with visible. Hot Rod Magazine, and he did it. It That's was great. Cool. So it's working.
0: All right, here's the story. Uh, I want you to tell, because I think everyone will relate to this story about the, the the big fish, the car that you passed on that you regretted. You once told me a story that you had a little bit of money back in the day uh, to buy a car, and you were looking at a, a 275 Ferrari, right? Right, right. You had $10,000 to spend on a car, right? Good, what that,
4: a memory. Is that right?
0: Have. And <laughs> what were the it. choices? It was a yellow 275? No,
4: it's close. You, you, I know where okay, you're going go with ahead. this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it
0: how it happened
3: so so
4: so there was a, a dealership uh it was called sd zipper and it was on the corner of right. wilshire and doheny ah. and i had wow. just bought uh it, it's a long story but i just bought a, a, a little porsche there actually a 912 and and i was in there getting it serviced and in and this was i want to say this was in 68 and um in drives a a, f- a bright yellow Ferrari 275 GTB4, and I mean, I thought it was the second coming. You know, right. it, I mean, it was like, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, can you imagine <laughs> right. that? And I, I just fell over my. It, it belonged to a fellow named Bill Doheny and you know, Greystone and, right. and yeah, yeah. Hill, Doheny the Drive. Family. Yeah, you know, right. oil man. I used to live but, there. We
0: both used to live yeah. there. Were both so Reds.
4: so, I mean, I just said, "Oh my God!" I, if I didn't know how much these cars were, but I right. said, "If you ever sell this car, you got to sell it to me, like Mr. Big, right?" Right. So so, in 1970, I got a call. You want this car? You know, I I said absolutely. Well, I paid ten. I remember it to the penny ten thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. And and the market price was around 10000 in 1970. Because a, <laughs> a friend of mine, there used to be Jerry Siemens from Southwest Leasing. You know, mm-hmm. that used to be yeah. the big leasing company. Anyways, he said, Bruce, you're paying $750 too much. I said, no, I really want this car. It had 12,000 miles on it. It was bright yellow. And it was stunning. And so I bought the car 1970. I still have it today. So, I mean, it's, it's, I've had it almost 50 years. The big mistake I've made is selling stuff if i if i if I could go back through my mistakes, just don't sell anyways buildings or cars right so so I'd had the car about six months and and a local guy uh and i'm uh, uh, I forget his name right now. Um, He's bright. Came to me and he said, "I want to trade you that car for a GTO, Ferrari GTO." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, and well, it was yellow. Oh, it was, Tom Mar- It was Tom Martindale. He was kind of a dealer that he was representing. But he said, "We want to tr- trade you this car. This is a Ferrari GTO, Bruce. Do you know what that is?" I, got, you know, I looking at it, and I mean, I w- I was not a ferrarista. You know, I wasn't right, anything. Right. I didn't yeah. know. And I'm looking, and here's a car with no roll-up windows. It was kind of a dull yellow. It didn't even have polished wheels. Are you kidding me? I was in, I like chrome wheels. And I look at it, I mean, you want to trade me straight across and they had it advertised for $8,500. So, so and if you want I'll, I'll I'll give you the ad and you can post it on your site <laughs> cuz I still have the ad for this GTO. Which is grounded. now, which is now owned, <laughs> which is now owned by by Tom Price. So I thought, you know, Mister Smart, you know, like the guy's trying to, you know, he's, pan, you know, he's
2: trying of, to hustle you. You're not going to gonna get taken. He's trying to I'm make you rich smart. for the rest
0: of your life. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so that was not, not my best so decision. You said no. So did was his pitch that your 275 had depreciated in value? That I know. You know, you paid he really didn't have it? a
4: pitch other than you see, he was more knowledgeable. Right. About the about the importance knew. of it, but right. I was just looking. I had just emptied my savings account. That was my net worth ten seven fifty. Yes, and and this guy wants to trade me an eighty five hundred dollars
0: piece yeah. of Forget race it. car. Forget yeah, it. Yeah, no, you made I the mean, right move. Fish. Kind of.
2: <laughs> did <laughs> now, you even <laughs> say? Did you say? Well, I will tell you what. I'll take the GTO, and you give me three grand. No, I, Paul, I wasn't
4: as smart as you. I, I, follow, I follow your Instagram. know, I was not a dealer and a wheeler. You know, I just looked and I thought, you know, that's not a that's not a good one. <laughs> But and I should have. See, and you know, retrospect, retrospect, I probably should give me a few thousand bucks, <laughs> and I'll take that thing from you. You know. That's but I amazing. wasn't that smart, and I and I look at it, and, and you still you know have what? the 275. It, it, and truthfully, and you love it that wouldn't card. change my lifestyle today because right, I right. still have the 275. i I, I'm sure I say I couldn't. It have would have been only
0: change your net worth. It by would only 50 change. <laughs> <laughs> you can't worry about that. Who can worry about fifty <laughs> million? What? Yeah, come come what? that's just 50 nothing a pocket
3: change. My, my, gum money. my
4: family <laughs> will worry about it. You know, I'm not selling anything. You
2: ended up with a GTO, and there is an urban tale about that. You do have a yeah. GTO, right? No.
4: no, no, short wheelbase.
2: Oh, you have a short wheelbase. And somebody once said to me, "Well, he got that out of the government."
4: Oh no, the Testarossa. That's the Testarossa. Ah, that's the Testarossa. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, you know, uh, thankfully, um, there, there have been some really bad d- drug characters out there, and I've gotten a couple. of So there of good is cause. a true story. So that story is, is true, hundred percent true. So, so I bought my first Porsche from John von Neumann who was uh-huh. the early, you know, yeah, distributor, right, sure. very we know well-known guy, racer. And he had this silver Testarossa that he, I mean, by Ferrari's records, it's won more races than any other Ferrari. I mean, I don't know how they computed it. It was their calculation. And so, but I'd always loved this car. And 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 he had it, you know, back when I bought my Porsche from him. And, and I've always loved it. And so when I started to have a few extra dollars um, – there were a couple of well-known kind of car hunter dudes you know they'll they'll find, you just say look at i want this and they'll go find it so i said you know see if you can find john von Neumann's testarossa mm-hmm. so both of them said sure i'll find it you know one of them was symbolic and the other one i, I was another fellow uh, richard freshman and mm-hmm. you know there were guys out there you know that knew they could get anything done so that uh, independently they bo- both came back and said bruce that car's going nowhere it's we found the good news is we found the car. The bad news is it's owned by Interpol. Uh-huh. So, so that didn't sound like a ready dealership to me. So, so, so I waited, I, it, and it was probably another five years or so. Uh-huh. I get a call, Bruce. You know that Testarossa that you want is is going to government auction in the Hague, Interpol in the Hague, in the Hague. Interpol had seized the car. Uh, Not
0: it was, a bustling classic it was car a, market. No, Hague. and
4: he and this guy, I think his name was Salzman or something. He was a – he's either a uh, – I, I don't know. He was a European guy. Mm-hmm. He was he a got criminal called, of some sort. <clears throat> he was yeah, a yeah. criminal. Yeah, he yeah. Boy, they sold Big it time. in Holland. There's Big no time. There's no internet. And what so they find. probably had, I don't know, I want to say 15 cars, You know, right. some significant What year car. is this? I want to say this was in 2000. Okay. So fairly 2001. recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so I, oh my God, and I was on my way to Goodwood. I was taking my Mm -hmm. Corvette to Goodwood to run Goodwood. And, um, and it was, I heard about this on a Wednesday, and the auction was Saturday. And so they said, you have to have a a, a certified check Mm -hmm. or a a letter of credit for whatever you're going to bid. And they're going to open them on Saturday morning. And I'm going, holy cow, you know, I mean, where do I round up the money and time to get this deal done? So I called a friend of mine who, who was a, Big time guy, uh, and I said I need a letter of credit for so much money, and he said, "Yeah, no problem." So he called his bank. You know, Bruce is good for it. Blah blah blah. Give him a letter of credit. So um, I contacted an attorney over in, in the UK, Martin Emerson, who was kind of the go-to car attorney, and I said, "Martin, I want to put a bid in for the you know the Solzman collection, the in a '57 Testarossa." So, anyways, I put a bid in. Now I'm thinking like low bid, right? And and because I don't think anybody even knew about this auction. I yeah. thought, you know how you you, you Where, hear guys get buy buildings and nobody's even heard of the auction. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. off I go to Goodwood. I get there on Thursday, and everybody's talking about this auction. Going, oh no, you know. And it wasn't just my car because they had a short wheelbase. They had some really fine stuff in there. <clears throat> so I, th- I had to re kind of recalculate. And I thought, you know what. Okay, so I'm not going to get it for what I hope to get it for. I got to get closer to market. Right, right. So, so I raised my bid to what I. Th- but you know, who knew? I mean, nothing. These were all closed
0: bids. This closed. wasn't a
4: lies, you live. One auction. got You got one shot. When so. they open those envelopes, it's not like okay, so here's that's it. We, you got one more best and final. It's oh, you wow. know, it's the deal. So you really kind for of all guessing, the cards, right? So it was a big deal, and you had Interpol and all that going. Do on. you
0: remember what your first bid was before you? Yeah, I what did. What was it? I don't want to tell you. But it was it was it was it was, it was well, it's it two thousand. That's that's a, yeah, long. No, it years was a ago. long time ago. A long time ago. it was a long time ago. And but that's when the million dollar cars or paying a million dollars for a car made you go, "What? I'm it, not going to those. These cars aren't worth a million dollars." They're you know? Cars. Do you remember when
4: somebody was a millionaire? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> God, you know. Anyways, I still think it's I, I I I didn't grow up with any money, and so I I still think a millionaire is pretty cool. But yeah. anyway um so so i i uh i I raised my bid and and i um that was on Friday I raised mm-hmm. my bid Friday night I couldn't sleep a wink I just thought Bruce you've been wanting this car you know if you don't get this car you got one shot at it and I just so i called Martin like you know o dark hundred in the morning I said martin bid, bid bid the whole letter of credit I'm just going for it and i got it wow so so mm-hmm. and then and then um mm-hmm. Uh, it turned out symbolic it came up to me one of the, I, one of the the guys that worked there said bruce do you want to you got the testosterone i go yeah he said do you want to you know make a few bucks and sell i said no I, he said, I was the underbitter. I said, really? I said, how far under? It? And he was only 50,000 under. I don't want to sound wow, so cavalier, but wow. you know, it could have been a near disaster for yeah, me. Because yeah. I love that car. That's the prettiest. And that, by the way, is also on display at the Peterson right there now you go. in the winning numbers. But what that's the story. prettiest car I've ever seen, I've ever... Imagine I've ever owned. I, I just look at and that now car now worth
0: what seven times what you I, paid for I it. I don't even know. <laughs> you know, but yeah. I don't try. And and how d- does it? Be, we have to go because we've got this call coming in at ten. But sure, let me just ask you the with how uh, can you run those? Could you drive that car up to Monterey? I,
4: I drove it. We showed it at Pebble Beach, and I drove it home two years ago. You come did. on oh, without no, any trouble? No trouble. Though you know, you know, when you win
0: races, you got to finish right. 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 No,
4: that car I take out to Cars and Coffee out of Topanga. You know, I, I drive it everywhere. Come. My favorite thing, when, when I things. know
0: you're coming to a Cars and Coffee, I always know that you you have such a great way of making an entrance. We were up at Greystone for some pre-Cars and Coffee before the Greystone event, and sure enough, like 25 minutes in, you hear this noise. Everybody's already there, and then, <laughs> and, <up> the line, <laughs> you know, and I then, just, and there you are in the just, uh, 250 the, short wheelbase. Everybody goes, Bruce! <laughs> <laughs> it's the drive. It's it all about awesome. the drive. It was, I, was and, awesome. And, and that, in,
4: in my age, you, you know... I used to save stuff and didn't want to put miles right. on it and blah, blah, blah. Oh, Forget fuck. about Forget it. Forget you know? it. Who are
0: you saving it for? Y- that's right. right. So I
4: don't have, I, I really don't, I, I haven't calculated what my cars are worth. I just drive them. I enjoy them. And when I die, somebody else will have them. Okay. So we'll you've been, been a well, I just want to say one last thing. You've okay. been
2: a car guy since how old?
4: Since my birth, really. I mean, I have loved cars, you know, since the how does 40s. That work? And, and it's in your DNA. Just, I mean, yeah. I, for me, it's not an investment. It's just living the life and loving what I do, and and the cars are a big part of it.
2: There you go. 70 years of Carl of Love. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Bruce Meyer, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Bruce Bruce you're so Meyer. nice to have me
0: on. Bruce and and, Meyer. And, and I, I, I love no, you guys. No, this was and... great. Yeah, I think you should come back. We have so You've got, so, so, got many so many, many more questions, and you have so many great stories. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you host these events at the Peterson. I'm always impressed with your energy up there on stage. I'm like, you really know what you're doing up there. You've well, got this whole thing figured out. You're well, the prototype. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. You're the prototype You guys have it guy. figured
4: out, and I'm just on for the ride. But thank you very much. Thank you. Uh,
0: Bruce Meyer and of course get yourself into that Peterson Auto Museum and if you're getting married register at Gary's that's what Spike did all right we'll be right back with the uh with the folks from Bird Graveyard hold on think of all the weird things you find in cars I find Zuckerman's green teas all over the place Zuckerman please stop doing that I'm not talking about your garden variety petrified french fries or melted crayons I'm talking about snakes bizarre trinkets, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about folks. Another thing that makes you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE in tens of millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also OE on the majority of BMWs and VWs. Now Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-v-belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series, belts that are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. And Continental has an OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. That's Canada. Hey, you get enough surprises working on cars and trucks. A belt should not be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt. The belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back um zuckerman here we go we've got okay. the guys from bird graveyard on there here will, will are they on the line <coughs> hi who am i speaking yeah, hi this is spike and you've got zuckerman here and uh i don't know if uh you want to say your names you are we doing this anonymously is this like a uh <laughs> yeah
1: deep i prefer throat? to stay not the uh, stay in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just really, uh
0: uh, yeah. I'm the <laughs> from very <laughs> Awesome. Do you, do you, will you even say what, uh, what part of the world you're calling us from?
1: Uh, yeah, right now I'm
0: in New York city. You're in New York city. You're a New York city yeah. guy. What, what, well, well, well yeah. I love, I love the Instagram site because you really captured my <sighs> anger over these scooters. Um, tell us how you were inspired to, uh, start this, uh, Instagram site.
1: So, yeah, no, um, about, I'd say uh, almost two years ago, a year and a half ago, we I was living in Venice at the time, and uh, me and a buddy would send pictures, and she, these things became unveiled, and they just showed up on the street, um, and right from the jump in Venice, you'd see them in dumpsters and trees <laughs> and, <laughs> and stuff. Um, so that kind of uh, sparked our interest, and we just have a thread going back and forth of like just sending each other pictures, and we were like, hey, this would be pretty funny to put on <laughs> online. And it kind of just uh, took off from there.
0: You know, you sound so much like Spicoli in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Which is a good thing. <laughs> Which is a good thing.
1: Yeah, 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 of course, of course. <laughs>
0: So, so this has steamrolled into. Um, you have almost a hundred thousand followers now, um, and you have a lot. I notice every time I go there, you know, Instagram will say you're followed by you know these people. I always see somebody famous. Right now, it's saying um, Rory Carroll, who I know is, is an automotive writer, and Eric Kotson who's got – he's a a skateboarder, right? He's a – or a surfer with his own line of – No, he's a skateboarder.
1: He's a skateboarder,
0: skateboarder, right. Um,
1: Yeah, we're a big hit with the skateboarder.
0: I've seen Joel McHale liking posts, and I'll tell you – there's nothing that's more a talk a- soup guy, right? What's that? Yeah, yeah. That that's, he-
1: a talk- no, 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 no.
0: that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you smoking weed
1: right now, man? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm thrown back by the talk suit guy following. Uh,
0: that's awesome. Yes, I- you've I- tapped I into I the zeitgeist. I want, you yeah. know, by the way, I'd like to see you start selling merch. We should get you involved with BlipShift. Um, but, you know, I, I'll tell you from personal experience, like, you know, uh, Fridays, we have a little movie night at my house for my kids. It's the night they get to watch a movie. And then after I, I show them a bird graveyard <laughs> 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 <Bedtime>. <laughs> and we play some of the videos and they are they're so funny and they really also illuminate the danger <laughs> of these things. <laughs> You guys do such a good job. Now, how do, how does it work? Are, you know, I I sent you a picture and you posted it on your story, and I couldn't have been more excited to be included on your feed. But are you at the point now where you're just sifting through emails and direct messages?
1: Yeah, well, um, it's kind of uh, the story's a little bit easier, but all the direct messages of like photos and videos, uh, most of them get skipped over at this point because there's anywhere from. On a good day, like a hundred constantly coming in. So, uh Wow. It's a lot to look at. And like this is kinda like a um a hobby. It's not like a Full-time job, even though it, it, sometimes
0: it feels like it. Yeah, no, you've you've actually captured something. I know here on the west side of L.A., people are hotly debating these things. One one side is saying this is good for everyone, and the other side is saying it's garbage and it's just slowing down traffic and the rest of it. I I. I happen not to like the unregulated aspect of it where these guys just throw stuff on sidewalks or you wake up in the morning and there's 10 electric bicycles on your front lawn. I don't understand how how that can happen. I couldn't put my fucking trash out there like that. Yeah, yeah. My favorite posts, though, are when girls are, are riding and crash or tourists crash off the uh, bike path and into the sand. I'm also uh, – a fan of the big drops. I get worried though. Somebody's going to drop her scooter on somebody's head. That I don't want to see. Um, have have people been trying to find you to get you to stop doing this? Has Bird contacted you and said asked you why you're doing it?
1: Um, no. They, they actually blocked us on Instagram. <laughs> we were, uh, blocked Dips. by them.
3: <laughs> um,
1: it's not. It's. At some point when it, we kind of started getting recognition, I would just go comment on their photos saying, hey, and, like, the wave, the emoji. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's why and they blocked you.
1: <laughs> I, I probably did that, like, six or seven times, and uh, I'd post it on the story for kind of, like, people to, like, laugh at Oh, and, that's you know, really every, smart. Everybody would go comment on it, like, Bird, you're a piece of
0: shit. I'm going to find you. Um, I, by the way, I like encourage he's... everybody listening to do that right now. Here's here's a nice here's a nice stat for you. You have more followers than Bird does. Oh, <laughs> you're, totally you're doing better than they are.
1: That was a big day. That was a big day <laughs> when
2: that happened. I love this guy.
0: Yeah, well, Mr. Spicoli, <laughs> that's what we're going to call you. Um, uh, thank you so much for calling into the show. Uh, Zuckerman and I, and I, I, I think a lot of our followers and friends are big fans of yours and uh, we can't wait for you to take this to the next level. Do you have your eye on any other tech conveyances? Yeah, that is New York. Any other tech conveyances that you're going to, are you going to broaden out past the bird into these other things? I just want to do this job well.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and then we'll start talking about that
0: that's awesome man well anyways congratulations on uh and let's get him up to 100,000 followers and and we'll check in with you uh, a little later on to see where you're at my friend but uh you, you're doing god's work you're doing god's work
1: yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Take All care. Right. Take care.
0: Well, <laughs> Zuckerman, there you go. You made my day. <laughs> that made you happy, I love right? this guy. This guy's great, right? Yeah. I knew that was going to be good. And Bruce Meyer was great. It was a great show. Uh, Zuckerman, before you go, what do you want to pitch? Anything? I, I always
2: say, just call me at the office if you've had an accident.
0: And you can reach me uh, on Instagram. I like to talk and chat there. We also have a new shirt in the works I think you're going to like for Monterey yes. Car Week. I'm not going to tell Top you what secret. it is. secret. But we'll announce it soon. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Quick before we go, 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer with your car from TrueCar. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit ups, just listen to my voice. You can get a true cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or at home. Just go to TrueCar and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions, and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from local true certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in, and they'll check it out with you together, the two of you. You can even hug if you want. You can ask questions, get the answers you need, so there's no surprises, and simply leave your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a new, better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today.
1: Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast
2: One app, or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.
1: What is your emergency?
2: A brutal murder that took place in Washington,
0: D.C.
3: To do what he did to four people, including a 10-year-old boy, is just beyond words.
2: A family and their housekeeper held hostage and tortured for 19 hours before their mansion was set on fire. With them inside.
3: It's just hard to imagine that such a nice family could be the victim of something so depraved.
2: In WTOP's 22 Hours, An American Nightmare, you'll be shocked by the new details of this heinous crime. And you won't believe how investigators brought the killer to justice.
3: He did not act alone.
1: Mark my words.
2: Download 22 Hours, An American Nightmare with new
3: episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.